We're doing an entire month about rejuvenation here on the podcast. And so this episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our free download, The Vacation Optimizer, a handy template for designing and executing your dream vacation. Now, if you've ever ended your time off without feeling refreshed, then you need this guide to feel refreshed after your vacation. (laughs) So get the free download today at focusonthispodcast.com slash vacation. Guys, I just booked my vacation. Yeah, by vacation, uh, I mostly mean somewhere else to um, take care of a toddler. (laughs) (laughs) It's a trip. That is the truth right there, Blake. I think that is, I'm in that zone right now. I'm like, how do you take a vacation with a newborn and a Yeah. I'm I'm a little bit making a joke, but this is, you know, it actually plays into what we'll, we'll talk about today because I'm in need of some planning because I've done vacations, quote unquote, before that really just felt like trips. And I'm wondering, maybe y'all have some wisdom or can here's Here's my piece, here's my piece yeah. of wisdom, Blake. It's, the reality is there will still be trips, at least for the next three years <laughs> no, until you yeah, switch to vacation like- mode. We are three very smart people. I think that we can... I can full focus my way through this. I think so. I think there's got to be some breakthrough thinking on how we can have vacations and still have a child um, at the vacation. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. There will be vacation-type moments within your trip. And... uh (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday to you both. Yes. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, indeed. I am ready for a vacation. It is officially June, and... I sorely need some rest. I need some rejuvenation or wait for it, rejuvenation. See that? You see what I've done? Do you see how witty and clever I am? Oh my gosh. Someone just had to pull over in their car. They groan. They have a stomach ache after listening <laughs> to me say that. But this is a theme this month of rest and rejuvenation. And the reason on a productivity podcast we're focusing on rejuvenation is because if you don't think of it intentionally, and I would even go so far as to say, if you don't actually plan intentionally your rest and rejuvenation, you'll be like me, where you go on a vacation that really just feels like a long trip. You get back as tired as you left, Mm -hmm. and you feel the need for rejuvenation still. And so we want to help you avoid that when we talk about today's topic, vacations. We have a free tool for you. And listen, before I tell you what the free tool is, I need you to not judge it yet, okay? Just like (laughs) judgment-free when I say what this free tool is. Because your first instinct is going to be like, this sounds like a terrible idea. But it's actually brilliant. Um, It is our vacation optimizer, okay? And again, I can kind of like hear you through in your cars right now thinking, I don't need to optimize my vacation. That's exactly what a vacation is. You're actually wrong. And we're going to tell you why on this episode, but you can go ahead and get that download at focus on this podcast.com slash vacation. 
It's true. And hand up, I'm the guy that says, you know what I don't want to do on my vacation? Anything. So planning or doing homework for my vacation does not sound great. And yet, I'm also the guy that has come back from vacation feeling like I'm still ready to go on vacation because I'm (laughs) just as tired. I'm just Mm -hmm. as, uh, maybe not as stressed because I took my mind off of work, but I'm not rejuvenated. Or as I would say this month, rejuvenated. (laughs) That is so hard to say. It's not, you know. Rejuvenation. We have a theme this month of rejuvenation. And to be honest, I think that what I've learned most in what we've recorded so far on on this stuff is that if you're not intentional about rejuvenation and you assume that rest is just turning an off switch or turning on reruns of the office, you actually are doing yourselves a disservice. Rejuvenation, it sounds backwards. It kind of takes, it is restful, but you kind of have to do some work to intentional thought, really not work, but intentional thought to get the rest that you need. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been the guy that comes back from vacation and I'm like, oh no, oh dang it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, no. I need a day off, three days off before I go back to work because I'm not rejuvenated. Well, what about this? I actually have a friend and I was talking about this a few weeks ago. Um, she was just, to get ready to go on her vacation, she was just like, working so much, I mean, so, so much, that I I asked her, I said, I feel like by the time you get to your vacation, it's going to take you the whole vacation uh, just to get back to baseline. You're not even going to rest because she was doing so much, uh, spending so much energy trying to like get the things done to be gone for for that week. And I feel like a lot of people do that. It's like, oh, I've got to actually, I'm still going to work those hours. I'm just going to do it all before uh, I leave on vacation and then yeah. vacation doesn't serve any purpose really. Yeah. yeah. So you I told mean, your friend, you looked at her and you're like, listen, Megan Hyatt Miller, you need the vacation optimizer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not Megan Hyatt Miller. Um, but it was a good, it was a good friend. That's an executive um, in her company leads the company and she has such a great heart. You know, she was doing all these things. I was like, you really got to, to look at yourself for a little bit and figure out what you need as of this vacation really does do what it needs to do to rejuvenate you and refuel you. Yeah. And I think even not just not getting enough rest, but just like you want to switch over to actually enjoy your time away from work. So if you're like you said, it takes a while for you to get just back to baseline, then you're going to check back into work feeling like that vacation never actually happened, which is what we're going to talk through today, because there is a, a right way to go into your vacation as you plan it. And I think we have about five steps of planning your dream vacation. Guys, you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's let's do it. it. Let's do it. Step one is name your why. And this is really just important to like establish. Why are you going on vacation? I mean, right now it probably feels obvious you're recovering from 2020. Um, but it's important to to say why you're going on this vacation and what's at stake if you decide to cancel your vacation or if you let work creep into your vacation. You know, again, I, I talked about that vacation optimizer and kind of made 
the joke that you may be like, I'm not sure about optimizing, but if you want to have a vacation where work doesn't creep into it, Mm -hmm. that tool is really going to help you out. I think the hurdle with this step is assuming that the why is completely understood. Mm. And this goes not just for you personally, but if you're going on vacation with friends or with family, I think it's all the more important to get the why out there uh, to say, hey, actually, you know, uh, like I'm doing a family vacation. And I I think from my parents, part of their why is we want to spend time with our granddaughter that we don't get to see that much. And part of my why is, you know, I want to spend less time with my daughter uh, a little bit and spend more time with my wife and <laughs> get some child care. <laughs> just scratch that from the audio so that you can grow up and hear this uh, podcast. No, I want to spend time. Obviously, I do, right? But the why, you know, getting clear on that and, and communicating that, it may not be as obvious as it seems to you, especially mm-hmm. if you're traveling with others. Um, and a bonus, I think, for this is when you when you get clear on your why, uh, it'll start to spark uh, a lot of positive feelings mm-hmm. rather than feelings of guilt. Uh, you know, you'll have feelings of like, oh, I'm excited about this. This is going to be fun. This is why we're doing this. Rather than a sense of I have to mitigate my vacation or almost apologize to to others for missing work or that sort of thing. So yeah. I think it really cues you up well. I think it also shapes the kind of vacation you want to have when you're naming the why of the vacation. For example, um, you know, a vacation that's meant for relaxing and recharging might be less full of activities than one that's meant for adventure and really seeing the world. So just ahead of time saying, this is the kind of vacation we want to have, or better yet, how do we want to feel at the end of this vacation really helps helps shape everything else that you plan into it uh, or that you plan to do while you're on vacation. I think um, that starting from there, defining that why how do you want to feel by the end of it really helps you say yes to some things and and no to the things that won't fit into that that uh, that feeling that you want to have at the end well that i think that's a great transition to the second step which is cast your vision you know i think after you've established your why it's like you need to know what you want from your vacation and mm-hmm. design it around that you know how do you want to rest who do you want to see? Where do you want to eat? What do you want to do? You know, this is kind of the fun part. Um, I I don't know if you two are like this, but I kind of, once I've gone on one vacation, I'm like thinking about the next vacation. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of in that mode of like, ooh, you know, maybe we could do this thing or that thing. Uh, I'm my uh, vision for vacations is a little dampered right now with a um, infant, um, but I'm going to live vicariously through y'all and get creative on ways I could do this. But I think those questions really help paint a picture of the hopes you have um, so that you can turn hopes into actual plans. It gets mm-hmm. back to what we're all about on this podcast, what gets scheduled gets done. And honestly, that applies for your vacation too. They say that Part of like the funnest part of vacation tends to be before you even take the vacation. Have you guys ever heard that? I mean, or it's some version of that where it's like part of the fun is just the anticipation that you feel. Mm. And especially if you're really busy, sometimes like I've had vacations before where all of a sudden I'm on the plane and I I think, how did I get here? (laughs) Because I've just, (laughs) it was kind of a whirlwind getting everything packed 
you know, yeah. booking the Uber to the airport and just, okay, okay, let's get everyone checked in. And we're on the airplane and it's like, oh yeah, we're taking vacation. Um, yeah. Cool. And casting vision allows you to to feel the feelings mm-hmm. that you, you want to feel ahead of time. I think when you think through, well, oh yeah, where would we want to go? What would we want to do? What would that be like? Oh, that looks so amazing. I love how this hotel has this. Let's stay there. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You actually can reap some positive benefits that, you know, your your vacation can start benefiting you before you even get uh, in the car or on, uh, in the plane. And I think what also is important here, because Blake, you just mentioned it, how how much of a hustle and bustle it can be just to get to the airport, to get on the plane. But even as you're kind of casting your vision and you're designing this moment, like factoring in the realities of the moment that it's going to take you to get there. So if, for instance, if you are traveling with little ones, you know, it's going to be if and you have an early flight, you know, it's going to take a lot to kind of get them to where they might need to be and prep them for everything. But definitely take into account, you know, the getting to the actual vacation point to where it begins. That way, it's not kind of blindsiding you and you're like, man, I'm already drained and we're not even to the airport yet. But just factoring those things in so you're prepared mentally. You know, again, if you're traveling with little ones, especially in the airport situation, you can prepare them. Or even if it's just, you know, you're driving somewhere. That way you're not all the way zapped before the vacation even officially starts. Uh, I think to us has been helpful. I mean, Verbs, I feel like you should get a gold star for assist in this episode because once again, a great (laughs) transition to our next step, which is cover your basis, you know, in order to really, you know, get the full benefit of your vacation, you need to do something hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is unplug, you know, no checking email, no checking Slack, you know, no taking work calls, you know, obviously there are emergencies, Uh, But you want to do all that work ahead of time so that you can be prepared to be on vacation. And you need to have that confidence that, hey, while I'm gone, everything's going to get done. So kind of the first step to do that, to cover your basis and make sure you're really ready to go so you don't have that stress, you know, that like just that overwhelm going into a vacation. You know, the first thing that you can do is just make a list of everything that needs to happen in your absence. Again, the Vacation Optimizer tool walks you through this step-by-step. And again, that's at focusonthispodcast.com slash vacation. Um, And then once you kind of have made that list, it's going to be really easy to determine what needs to happen for each task. You know, is it something you can defer until you return? Is it something you need to delegate? Or, you know, is it something my favorite you just need to eliminate entirely? I got a question for you both. On this whole cover your basis step, like how far ahead of time, um, say for instance, Courtney, I know when you were out of the office on parental leave, how far ahead of time do you really start thinking about this to kind of stay out of that, that stressful time of having to think about it, you know, two weeks before, what's a good amount of time to, to really put our minds on it? That's such a great question. And well, obviously I was out for 12 weeks. So, I mean, if you're going out on vacation for 12 weeks, I, that's awesome. Um, Good on you. (laughs) And it was so uh, nice. You got to have a 12-week vacation. You just kicked your feet up. <laughs> no no Produced a human, kicked your feet well, up. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, that's be, nice. <laughs> that be nice. Yeah. I'm not even going to respond to that. I'm just going to. So, oh, did you hear that? That was the unsubscribes. There they go. <laughs> <laughs> One-star reviews. 
Um, for me, when I was going to be on leave, I really started working on this three months in advance pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we have a tool that we use for uh, parental leave that is a really a more robust version of this vacation optimizer tool. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I needed to make sure that everything that everything was covered. And some of those were really big things that um, needed a lot of handoff. So I wanted to make sure there was enough runway um, to do that handoff well. You know, that included having some of my directors involved in certain types of meetings. Um, I left enough room for me to remember things, you know, maybe things that only come up once a quarter. Um, and I wanted it to be like, oh, you know what? That's something that's going to happen while I'm out. I need to make sure I've got that that covered. Uh, so I started that process uh, really early. And, and we've talked about this in other episodes. It was also great to have other people on my team really step up to the next level because I was going to be out. And that can happen as well when you are out on vacation. You can really equip some other people to to take on and um, some tasks that maybe they wouldn't get to do on a regular basis. Step number four is communicate with the stakeholders. Communicate with stakeholders. So this is anyone that's going to be impacted by your absence, right? That's that's a stakeholder. People that mm-hmm. need to know what to do, what's going on when you're gone. So your colleagues, your team, your clients, anyone who's going to be affected uh, by your absence, anyone that, you know, and this is a great opportunity when you're communicating with stakeholders along with step number three to really up your game in terms of the systems and stuff and the communication systems that maybe would, you know, maybe you're things that you've had to work on for a while, the vacation and the impending like (laughs) flight or, or trip date, whatever, you can actually leverage that to improve your communication overall and your system of communication with your stakeholders. I think that's why I asked that question about, you know, how far in advance are you not only thinking about, you know, what needs to be communicated, what might need to be handed off or who needs to be brought up to speed while you're out? Because, you know, depending on that time frame, you know, it might be a good time for you to think about this and delegate, but then you have to also make sure that the team that you're communicating to or whoever it might be, is in a space to where they can actually receive what you're saying and kind of know what to expect as well. Because if it's, you know, a week or two before you head out, chances are, you know, somebody's going to run into some conflict somewhere and you'll get a call when you're on the beach saying the office is on fire. You bring up a good point. There are some emergencies that maybe you would want to be in the loop about, even if you're on vacation, Mm -hmm. but it's not good enough just to say, hey, call me if if you need anything, (laughs) right? Courtney, how did that work? Did did you get ever get a the buildings on fire type of phone call when you were on leave? No, I didn't. Um, I actually there were a couple of times things that I knew would be happening, like um, kind of closing out twenty twenty that I really wanted to know information. Like, mm. hey, how did this go? Um, and it was interesting. <laughs> I you know trying to pull like responses, and most of the time the team would be like. Courtney, no, like just enjoy, like don't, you know, because they knew like, just give me, it's like that if you give a mouse a cookie, you know, concept that I would want to know more, I would have more questions like, well, what about this? Did this happen? Um, So they would be like very vague, like it's good, good. Okay, go back. Uh, Thumbs up. Enjoy your time. Yeah. 
Yeah. And this is, I'm actually right in the middle of this. Uh, and I think we've mentioned this before on the show, but every three years that you're on team here at Michael Hyde and Company, you get a month long paid sabbatical. So here we are in the month of June and I'm in the actual process of making sure that as I prepare to go on sabbatical in July, that everything's in place and those who um, I might be able to delegate to or need to come in on some of the things that I would normally do, you know, get that proper communication. But it does take, you know, going back through your own process because you know what to do. You know what you're doing or you know what it takes to get what you would normally do done because that process is in your head. But just kind of going back through and really uh, recounting steps and the workflows of certain things or certain projects, it uh, it helps the other person that you're going to delegate to who might be stepping in while you're gone. It really helps them grab uh, the overall process of what needs to get done as well. So you've communicated with stakeholders, people they are in the loop. You've got clarity. They've got clarity about what's going to happen when you're gone or what would have to happen. You're ready to move to step five, which is tie up loose ends. This is the mm-hmm. big one, tying up loose ends. You know, I would say with this one, I've been guilty of not scheduling loose end administration time before Mm. a trip where it's like I'll take I've kind of learned whenever my flight is like whenever that day is I've got to block at least a full day and you know you may even find it valuable to block two or even three days depending on your responsibilities and how integrated you are and dependent you are with your team Um, I'm relatively independent in the work that I do so I really just block out about a day just to catch up on loose ends, last minute communication, those open loops with prospects or clients of mine that I need to communicate. Um, this is this step is the difference between a oh god, did I forget something type of feeling on the on the flight and mm-hmm. a feeling of I'm so excited and feeling rested and and able to engage in vacation. How are you catching what these loose ends actually are? Like, how are they showing themselves mm. as something that's like, oh, I did forget about that? Are we missing a step somewhere? Or is it just new yeah. thoughts that kind of come up? How does that work uh, for you? I think that's a great question. So, thank you. Um, I would, uh, I wish I could answer that, but we're out of time, Verb. So, let's move on. Um, <laughs> no. So, the weekly preview, I think, has steps that help me with this step of tying up loose ends. I just okay. take it out of a weekly preview context and kind of put it into hyperdrive when I'm getting ready to leave on vacation. So specifically, the list sweep part of your weekly preview, if you're used to doing that, you want to engage in that type of activity um, before you go on vacation. So for me, that is, I think of it as I check all my inboxes. You know, back in the day, you had a physical mailbox and maybe a physical inbox on your desk you know those some, some of you maybe still have these but like the kind of paper stacker trays you know on your desk now we've got everyone has a dozen or more inboxes from email to your digital project management tool to your full focus planner to those physical mailboxes and um you know other requests that may be coming in through different software streams so for me, I like to look at my calendar. I just look at all everything and do a big list sweep. And inevitably, it's just like sweeping your <laughs> sweeping your house. Like, oh, I did not realize there was that much crap on my floor. 
that's usually what happens when you do a list sweep of all those inboxes. And then it's just a matter of not necessarily executing those things, but taking time with each one of those items and deciding what's necessary. Is this something that I need to delegate while I'm gone? Is this something that I could just put on pause until I set a reminder when I come back? Is this something uh, that is only going to take 30 seconds and I can just execute? Or could Mm -hmm. I delete this item altogether? And I just, after doing that big sweep, I just process through that whole list. And so I'm effectively at inbox zero, and I'm not just talking about email, but I'm effectively at inbox zero of of those loose end open loop things when I leave for vacation. Yeah. And maybe if it's your first time doing this um, as you prepare to go on vacation, Blake mentioned, you know, two to three days, but it may take you a little bit longer during your first time just so that proper communication can happen and you have enough time to actually close the loop before you leave out versus two days before and there's an open loop because the communication hasn't been landed yet. And then, you know, people are sending you text when when you're out. You know, this just gave me an idea. I think, really, I'm going to do this today because I haven't done it, but I have a vacation coming up in October and I'm going to go ahead and block off those two days before I leave on my calendar so that they, you know, things can't get scheduled and that they're already allocated for this exact thing. Because I think what usually happens is you try to like a lot of meetings get, you know, mm-hmm. hit those last few days before you're going to be out because you're going to be out. Um, and so I think going in and, and blocking that off might be a great, a great tool to try. Well, the good news is you don't have to return from vacation feeling more tired than when you started. You can create the fully unplugged vacation of your dreams when you name your why, cast your vision, cover your bases, communicate with stakeholders, and tie up those loose ends. Courtney Blake, any final thoughts for our focus on this listeners? Yeah, I have a final thought, and this applies to everyone listening, but it'll be especially useful if you already have a full focus planner. In the daily rituals section of your full focus planner, one of the ways that uh, we teach setting up rituals is to first ask the question, how do I want to feel? In other words, when I'm doing my work day, uh, how do I want to feel when I start my work? And and what would be required to achieve that? And that's really the, the starting point for creating a workday startup ritual. When you're on vacation, it can be tempting to just throw everything out the window. And obviously, when you're trying to unplug from work, you want to unplug from work. But the temptation is, well, as long as I just turn off or whatever, then a a good feeling vacation is just going to happen. And that's not necessarily the case. So by all means, download our vacation optimizer. We'll give you that link again before we sign off. That'll be helpful. But at least ask yourself the question, how do I want to feel each day when I'm on vacation? And think about adjusting your morning ritual. You don't have to, you know, for me, when I pull out my planner, I'll be honest, it kind of triggers a work mode because I tend to work with my planner open and I don't like to use my planner on vacation. But you may want to use it at the very least to construct a a modified morning ritual that will cue you up to the type of day and feeling that you may want to have. So it doesn't have to be big, it doesn't have to be long, it could literally just be two items on there. But ask yourself, how do I want to feel when I'm on vacation? 
and what would be required of my mornings. You know, maybe it's as simple as, you know, I wake up, I'm going to take uh, 10 minutes just to do some journaling about things I'm thankful for, and then I'm going to take 10 minutes to talk to my spouse or, or my friend or whoever to just sketch our day so that no one's stressed out about plans the rest of the day and we can feel free to improvise, you know. And maybe that's a bonus final thought. If you're hearing all this planner talk about your vacation, you'd be like, no, I just like to play it by ear and improvise. The reason you're doing all these steps is so that you can improvise without any okay. stress. Yeah, that's so good. Um, there's a little bonus <laughs> final thought about my final thought, but uh, enjoy your vacation and, and be intentional, everybody. So thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. And don't forget to download the Vacation Optimizer at focusonthispodcast.com slash vacation. We'll be here next week with another great episode. So until then, stay, stay focused. focused. Blake didn't say it at all. Stay focused. <laughs> Sorry. We're doing an entire month about rejuvenation here on the podcast. And so this episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our free download, The Vacation Optimizer, a handy template for designing and executing your dream vacation. Now, if you've ever ended your time off without feeling refreshed, then you need this guide to feel refreshed after your vacation. <laughs> so get the free download today at focusonthispodcast.com slash vacation.